You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. calls to extend Victoria's truth-telling commission to better understand injustices committed against First Nations people. Former Liberal Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull denies encouraging Australians to vote for independence. And Federal Opposition Leader Anthony Albanese continues to defend his leadership after failing to recall the details of his party's six-point plan for the National Disability Insurance Scheme. First People's Assembly co-chair is pushing for Victoria's truth-telling commission to have a longer inquiry to better understand injustices against First Nations people. Victoria's Aboriginal Affairs Minister Gabrielle Williams is scheduled to appear at the Euro Justice Commission this Friday and an interim report is due next month. Co-chair Marcus Stewart has told NITV the commission should last from between 5 to 10 years to make the full extent of history known. We will, I guess, connect the dots of the systemic, um, well not just the, the systemic, basically the pattern of what color, what's happened through our colonisation. We'll be encouraging the Commission to speak to all nations, all peoples who have story to, stories to tell, truth to tell, but really we'll be laying the foundations of what treaty can actually achieve in the state of Victoria. The Commission's final report will be delivered in 2024. Landcare Australia is launching a new learning resource in schools focusing on First Nations perspectives. The resource was created with educator and Wiradjuri man Adam Sheep to provide 10 new learning activities for the junior landcare program. The activities will be used by educators across Australia to help teach First Nations perspectives on the topics of weather and local seasons, creating indigenous plant gardens and learning about the traditional custodians of the land. Junior Land Care Program Manager Joe Steinfold says schools are able to localise the resource by focusing on the traditional country their school is based in. The aim is for all schools across Australia to be basically bring it back to their own country, to what's relevant to them, and for them to start learning about you know their own um, traditional custodians in in their own area. The Northern Territory government says its agencies are working to provide support to families displayed by violence in a remote Indigenous community. The community of Wade, about 400 kilometres southwest of Darwin, has experienced civil unrest over the past two months because of tensions between rival clans. Up to 500 people have fled their homes, with many staying in bush camps with no shelter, while one man has been killed and others seriously injured. The Northern Territory's Deputy Chief Minister Nicole Manison says the community is experiencing difficult times. There's a lot of grieving, there is a lot of sorrow on the ground and there is, frankly there are still some people who do not feel safe. So we're working with all these different family groups um, to try to bring life back to what air um, to as normal as possible. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull says he isn't telling anyone who to vote for. 
It, falls it follows suggestions Mr. Turnbull was encouraging Australians to vote for independence over Liberal Party candidates. The Sydney Morning earlier reporting he will deliver an address at the Washington Harvard Club in the United States. He is expected to criticize the federal government for a lack of action of climate change, saying since his departure in 2018, the party has become one where moderate voices are now increasingly marginalized. It comes a month after the former Liberal leader wouldn't confirm if he would vote for Liberal MP Dev Sharma in his previous seat of Wentworth. Mr. Turnbull says it's important to support a resilient democracy. You know, what we have to do is support democracy. I'm not telling anybody who to vote for, uh, but I think it's very important that we have a democracy to, that is resilient. I mean, just it's not so long ago there was a mob sent by the President of the United States, Donald Trump, to undertake a coup, an art, you know, like a coup on the Capitol here in, in Washington. So you cannot take the endurance of our democratic institutions for granted. Anthony Albanese is denying he wasn't across his brief on the National Disability Insurance Scheme after he was handed a document outlining Labor's six-point policy where he wasn't able to recall the details. Mr Albanese is visiting his own electorate of Grandla in uh, inner Sydney, but questions quickly turned to whether he made a mistake in not knowing the particulars. Labour colleagues have reportedly been frustrated with their leader after the so-called gaffe. Mr Albanese reiterated his comments from yesterday, saying the NDIS is about putting people first. Let me tell you what the NDIS is about. It's not about gotcha questions. What it's about is providing... What, what, hang on, you, 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 had, you had your opportunity, you had your opportunity, and now it's my turn to answer. We created the NDIS. We're doing that from opposition under Bill Shorten, who's had a role both in government and in opposition. And he is coming up with, he is coming up with solutions to stop the cuts and to put people back at the centre of the NDIS. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is expected to announce a $108.5 million election promise to help provide training for an additional 1,500 defence workers. The expansion of the Defence Industry Pathways Program would see the upskilling of teenagers graduating or leaving school in 14 regions across Australia. Students will receive a nationally accredited certificate and be trained with practical experience in trade as well as skills in engineering, project management and logistics and cyber security. Mr Morrison will unveil the measures in Perth where he is campaigning this Friday. The Australian Council of Trade Unions is accusing the Morrison government of failing to close the gender pay gap for women. The, bo the body's president, Michelle O'Neill, was joined by several protesters in front of MP Gladys Leo's office this morning. Ms O'Neill told SBS News the incoming government must take urgent action. We still have a $483 a week pay gap between women and men, and women retire with about half the superannuation uh, that men do. They're also more likely to be in low-wage and insecure work, and two in three have a chance of experiencing sexual harassment in a current or former workplace. What is needed is we need a full uh, implementation of the 55 recommendations of respect at work. 
Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett says Russian President Vladimir Putin has apologized for his foreign minister's comments claiming Adolf Hitler had Jewish origins. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov earlier said that Hitler had Jewish roots, a remark described by Israel as an unforgivable falsehood that undermined the horrors of the Holocaust. In a phone call, Mr. Putin had apologized with Mr. Bennett, accepting the apology and thanking the Russian leader for clarifying his regard for the Jewish people and the memory of the Holocaust. The leaders also discussed how Russia would allow civilian passage from the besieged Azovstal steelworks in the Ukrainian port of Mariupol through a humanitarian corridor handled by the United Nations and the Red Cross. A new United Nations convoy is en route to Ukraine to evacuate civilians from the Azovstal steelworks in Mariupol. It follows reports of heavy bloody, heavy bloody fighting at the besieged plant where many still remain trapped in underground tunnels and bunkers. Russian President Vladimir Putin has told Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett they remain committed to an agreed three-day ceasefire to allow civilians to evacuate. But a Ukrainian fighter who said he was holed up in that vast complex, has accused Russian forces of breaching the plant's defenses for the third day in a row. Once again, Russians violated the promise of a truce and did not allow the evacuation of civilians who continue to hide from shelling in the Azovstal plant's basement. We call on the global community to evacuate civilians, and I personally appeal to the commander-in-chief to take care of wounded soldiers who are dying in agony from inadequate treatment. Provide the opportunity to pick up the bodies of soldiers so that Ukrainians can say goodbye to their heroes. World Health Organization officials say the true death toll of the COVID-19 pandemic is close to 15 million. That's more than two times the official death toll of 6 million. The figures include people killed directly by coronavirus or by the pandemic's impact on health systems, such as those with conditions who were unable to seek treatment when hospitals were inundated with COVID patients. The WHO technical officer for the Department of Data and Analytics, William Samburi, says most of the additional deaths were concentrated in Southeast Asia, Europe and the Americas. Globally, we estimate 14.9 million excess deaths associated with the COVID-19 pandemic by 31 December of 2021. So this estimate ranges from 13.3 million to 16.6 million. There were 5.4 million reported COVID-19 deaths uh, to WHO over this period. He says lower middle income and upper middle income countries account for 81% of this 14.9 million number. Vanuatu is seeking to integrate human rights law into the way the world and individual nations respond to climate change. The country's Prime Minister Bob Luffman is calling for an international court of justice advisory opinion on treating climate change as a human rights issue. Speaking at a launch event in Fiji last night, Mr. Lofman warned the Pacific will be in peril if the world's biggest polluters continue to put profit over people and planet. He says Pacific Island nations have contributed the least to carbon pollution, yet they continue to bear the greatest burden.
And to sport, Australian NBA star Ben Simmons is set to return to the Brooklyn Nets training camp following successful, successful back surgery. Much to the shock of many basketball fans, the 25-year-old had been suffering from a herniated disc in his back. Prior to the revelations, Simmons had spent the almost an entire year off-court, citing mental health concerns for his refusal to play for the Philadelphia 76ers before being traded to Brooklyn. The Nets have since released a statement on Twitter saying he is expected to make a full recovery prior to the start of next season's training. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day, 34, Perth, sunny, 24, Adelaide, a shower, 217, Melbourne, late showers, 16 degrees, Hobart, heavy rain, easing, 15, Albury-Wodonga, mostly cloudy day, 12, Canberra, mostly sunny, 13, Wollongong, sunny, 19, Sydney, similar conditions with a top of 21 degrees, Newcastle, the same with 21 degrees as well, Brisbane, showers, 25, Townsville, a mostly cloudy day, 29, Cairns partly cloudy as well, 30. Alice Springs, a sunny day ahead, 18 degrees. Darwin, mostly sunny, 35 degrees. And the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy day and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.